So, for example, if you you know think about time definite deliveries, day definite deliveries, right? Mm. Your flat price deliveries, where you have a 10 kilo or a 5 kilo jumbo box, etc. Right. So a lot of these changes came to make it much more friendly for the user to buy and for them to be able to you know flexible in the offering. Right. Uh, but at the same time, for us to move up the value chain in terms of being able to charge healthier margins and mm. in certain cases even save costs. So that's what completed my loop into FM, and mm. it's been a very you know I'm sort of almost two years into this space. But you know again, I I would underline the point, Omesh, that you know regardless of the industry, I think the principles uh, that govern certain analytical sort of I would say cues that set up certain analytical cues when you're faced with certain what I would say universal problem sets and having seen varied industries worked with various companies at various scales it's very interesting that you know there are dots which mm. which are seemingly unconnected mm. but when you really think about it long and hard mm. there is a pattern and and the trick is that you know how much of it can you transfer intelligently mm. how much can you sort of leverage intelligently even though it is a different industry now makes sense you have a whole plethora of experiences right gone from industry to industry and and you actually very well summed it up at the and that some of the fundamentals don't really change but really really what has struck me and in fact now it's even struck me even more when you when you explained all the stuff that you've done with DHL and some of the words that you like pivot uh, transition entrepreneurial self cannibalizing when you when an, an enterprise really tries to do something new and which would ultimately hit their own revenues uh, for the time being and stuff like that and i when i see all of those when i hear all of those words i see fm probably in the same space as as you said that as some of your work back during the dhl days was how has the last couple of years been before we move on to probably you know to talk about how we got up to this series and what 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 are we going to talk about but i'm really curious to know how this the last couple of years have been at ocs How's how's facility management as a sector welcomed you, Tarun? Yeah, sure. So I think in in one word, it's been a terrific challenge. But at the same time, it's a very dynamic space. So what excites me about facility management, and maybe it's it's probably a dated term as well, because uh-huh. you know it, it reminds me of the old HR. You know, HR was once only comp and then. If you mm. Mm. HR was once only uh, you know getting a pile of uh, you know JDs across and write them and sort of you know go out and fill some space in an org chart, right? Mm. And mm. then it turtled when it went strategic, right? And suddenly the whole conversation changed, and you had CEOs emerging from the HR space, and you had uh, you know senior leadership recognizing that you know retaining, growing, skilling. people is is sort of the need of the hour and that's what yeah. makes organizations and charles handy who's written this amazing book called learning organizations is it's yeah. it's all about how do you get it's not about one or two but how do you you know if you have 100000 people deployed across a global landscape or 10 or 20000 people as it is in our case deployed yeah. across the inter landscape yeah. how do you all move in the same direction right yeah. um to specifically uh, answer your question in terms of what has been the experience i think you know india as a whole we are going to see some terrific terrific change over the next 5 to 10 years hmm. uh, whether it is going to be renewable energy which is going to impact infrastructure i mean if you just think about the space we are in you know we are almost at the vortex of the storm around us right so hmm. maybe we don't feel it in fm and that is sometimes not a good thing because because we are lulled into some sort of a false concept of complacency but mm. there's a hell of a lot happening around us right mm. so you have renewable energy focus 
you have trade corridors coming up right mm. you have a hundred odd airports which the government of india has announced that they want to have in play by over the next decade or so to mm. connect tier one tier two and even tier three cities mm. uh, as we move forward mm. you have a huge buy up of data center space and mm. where you're finding that you know in india data centers is sort of at its nascent mm. stages of almost because you know i mean compared to europe which is mm. which is inundated uh, with data centers you know the volumes mm. are huge and if you look at us uh, look at the kind of data that we are generating we may not mm. be processing as much or, mm. or maybe converting that into knowledge as much but mm. from your aadhar card i mean government sector is aadhar cards to your you know voter id cards to mm. your ration cards etc to your credit cards you know that whole space is continues to explode as more and more cards penetrate you know different strata and demographics you then have telecom which again is generating phenomenal amounts of data right yeah. because yeah. of connectivity and you know we're going to go into now fiber optics and that is going to have it a new dimension because on a single line they want to provide connectivity as well as entertainment mm. etc mm. so again massive data generation going on and then if you talk about manufacturing right there is now impetus if you look at pharma which is leading the game at the moment we are fast emerging as a global hub you know largely due to vaccines you know also due to our own internal pressure because mm. we need a number of vaccinations you need syringes to match that we are looking to vaccinate our population at least twice over right, right? and Right. where do you generate those volumes you know how do you get that you know the, the the supply chains around that the vials the data around that so the scope is phenomenal umesh is what i'm trying to underline through these examples hmm. and it is going to be people like us who are centered hmm. in this space who will be asked to problem solve in these various areas right hmm. and that is what i feel has been for at least personally for me that's been an eye opener hmm. because the canvas is actually very large and i don't think any single player can boil the ocean mm. i think it's just too much to you know and which is actually great because there is room for everybody right idea is that what is your niche you know how do you find your niche what mm. is the area that you want to focus on what is that playing space that you define and say that's my operating space that i want to play in mm. and i think that is going to separate the men from the boys as we as we move uh, forward So quite quite awesome. In fact, we've highlighted some of the and they're sort of very counterintuitive to the way the FM space has grown in India. I mean, we'll obviously be talking more about it in our first episode or it's in the second next episode. But but very counter sort of intuitive or different to, to what we've been seeing. So for example, at this point in time, you have the commercial space as one of the largest contributor to the sort of FM market, followed by residential, followed by manufacturing. And what we are going to be seeing is probably as you mentioned correctly that there are all that's happening around us is going to make that ratio kind of change i see luxury residential becoming a key part of the fm services space has already started to pick up manufacturing is probably going to get a wider share we we have started to seeing some of the fm companies in india are uh, trying to focus on it besides just looking at you know real estate or it parks or office buildings so on and so forth without a shadow of a doubt uh, tarun you are right that fm space globally is is set for a massive transformation but in india and even more the scope is 
is going to be even more significant because the fact that FM in India did not really move as much as anywhere else you would look at, whether you would look at Middle East, you would look at Singapore, you would look at even I mean developed economies, even when you look at Australia, UK and, and US. So we, we are still obviously far behind. And one of the things that always gets this one last point on this is the fact that our cost of resources and particularly human resources has been relatively very down and that's kind of hindered and has always meant that FM is looked at as a labor intensive you know sector where you're just kind of looking at putting in people in the places and and I think all that's set to change hopefully I mean and some people will influence this faster than the other and and that's actually as you rightly said will sort of differentiate sort of remains in a tier one or tier two category in the coming five years and who eventually goes out of business over the next five to ten years so that's that's really going to be interesting to see and and and, and another interesting point Tarun you know I, I our first series was actually with your counterpart from Thailand James Chase who who heads sales for OCS in Thailand and we sort of connected in the same same capacity on LinkedIn he was doing some of his videos and, and the reason why I'm saying this is you know in our uh, series we had this couple of aspects which which kind of resonate with the point that you you mentioned one was self-cannibalization I'll probably go back to that is I think, and I would love to take your view on this, while there's so much that that could change, we were really trying to figure out, is there enough impetus for FM leaders to initiate that change? Are they going to sort of start cannibalizing? Because currently inefficiency is the biggest revenue earner in FM business. And, and as soon as you start to look at all the transformation, you start to kill inefficiency, which would at some point in time drop your revenues. and. And that is where James and myself discussed that, you know, FM leaders have to start to get comfortable getting uncomfortable. 